0: Our reading from Revelation this morning seems particularly appropriate, having had two funerals this week, one for Janie McCormick and one for Jean Wales, as well as a funeral two weeks before for Becky Hill and many family members of St. Markins who have passed away in the last several weeks. The end of our Easter season has been a season in which we have been surrounded by death and surrounded by memory of Jesus' resurrection. And then this morning we hear from Revelation, The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let everyone who hears say, Come. And let everyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who wishes take the water of life as a gift. I thank God for these words. Thank God for the stories of faith and the stories about Jesus which have been passed on to us throughout the generations. I thank God for Jesus' prayer for his disciples. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one. I thank God that we have hope amidst despair, belief in life, lived in unity with God even after death. I thank God that we have Jesus to be the way and the truth and the life for us. To grant us peace and hope and union with God, I thank God that we have heard Jesus' invitation to live life with Him. Because life with the union in God is really what life is all about, with God's kingdom here and now and in the life to come. The importance of God's kingdom among us here and now really began to crystallize for me, I want to say sometime in seminary or shortly thereafter. When I read Dallas Willard's book, The Divine Conspiracy, he was writing about the here and now of God's kingdom, and he wrote, Recently a pilot was practicing high-speed maneuvers in a jet fighter. She turned the controls for what she thought was a steep ascent and flew straight to the ground. She was unaware that she had been flying upside down. This is a parable of human existence in our times. Not exactly that everyone is crashing, though there is enough of that. But most of us as individuals and world society as a whole live at high speed and often with no clue to whether we are flying upside down or right side up. Indeed, we are haunted by a strong suspicion that there may be no difference, or at least that it is unknown or irrelevant. And as he goes on about this question, are we flying upside down or are we not? In our lives, Mr. Willard asks questions like, is Jesus even relevant for this life? Or does Jesus only allow me to make the cut for heaven? Talks about how we latch on to cute phrases or sayings and then hold them up as wisdom, but then when real wisdom strikes us, like the words of Jesus, we brush them aside as not being overly relevant for this life. I realize I'm preaching to the choir here, but there are a lot who feel that. He talked about symbols and slow wrote about symbols and slogans which surround us. Practice random kindness and senseless acts of beauty. Ever heard that one? Yeah, it sounds good. But then as he points out, the phrase is actually flying upside down. You can't practice something if it's random. And what in the world is senseless about beauty? Rather, he would say, practice routinely purposeful kindness and intentional acts of beauty. That sounds more like what Jesus taught. He points to a caricature of God that is rampant in our society. A caricature of God as being an elderly man inhabiting a tiny bit of space in a universe that is otherwise devoid of his presence. And one day after we die, if we're lucky, we get to go be with this tiny God. And many people do view God in this way, and many people are flying upside down. But they don't have to be. Because as he points out, God is everywhere. As Jesus points out, God is everywhere. And God has invited us to enter his eternal life now. I found out yesterday that Dallas Willard passed away earlier this week. I've never met him. All I've ever done is read one of his books. And yet I was saddened by his death. And I feel some loss as of a mentor. There's something of Jesus' prayer for His disciples that they may be one going on there. And yet I also hold on to Revelation. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let everyone who hears say, Come. And let everyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who wishes take the water of life as a gift. Jesus gave us that invitation to take the water of life as a gift and to enter the eternal life, now. And Jesus told us to extend that invitation to others. We have a hopeful and beautiful faith to share with people, just as Jesus prayed that we would. Now, as we talked about this morning in our class, and last week in our class, we may not necessarily ask someone whom we have just met if they know Jesus to be the way and the truth and the life. I think we might call that sharing our faith upside down. It's often been said that politics and religion are not not to be discussed with people. And on the one hand, I don't necessarily believe that's true. On the other hand, I understand why we would say that. There was a man in seminary who I came to know and came to like a lot. We became good friends, and after about seven or eight months of being in seminary, we were having a discussion about one of the hot-button topics of the time. And we came to realize that we could hardly have been more diametrically opposed in our beliefs on this subject. And I thank God that we didn't bring that subject up on day one of seminary, because we probably would have never become friends at all. (laughs) But at this point, eight months in, it was too late. We already loved each other. And so the fact that we thought the other was kind of stupidly wrong, didn't matter. We loved each other, and we remained good friends. And so we might not talk about religion and politics with total strangers. We might not walk up to a stranger and say, did you know you're flying upside down? Rather, we wait, and we form relationships with people, and we learn to love people. And when we love each other, then we can hear the differences we have through ears and eyes of love. And we can remain in love with each other, even if we think the other is deeply stupid at times. In our relationship with people whom we know, then we have been invited to extend the invitation that Jesus gave us to share in the with God life. Jesus was praying for those people too, those whom we know who haven't heard this invitation, who have heard it but thought maybe not yet, who have heard it and thought it's about a tiny God somewhere else in the universe, completely unrelated to my life now, but who haven't heard the invitation to the with God life right now. Jesus was praying for them too in his prayer for his disciples so that those would come to believe through our words, So that they too can receive tragedy and death with hope and faith. So that they too can believe as we believe in the words of revelation and can find comfort as we do, knowing that we are one with each other and one with God. When we think of those whom we love but see no longer, we can all fly right side up. The spirit and the bride say come. And let everyone who hears say, come. And let everyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who wishes take the water of life as a gift. Amen.